0: This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Hey, um, today I know it's in line with Thanksgiving, but we're going to talk about being thankful. We're going to talk about being grateful today. Um, last Tuesday, I had the amazing opportunity to go to the dentist, okay? Can I get an amen for the dentist from anybody, okay? Now you're really cursing at me in your heads, okay? I know you are, okay? Listen, I understand. Nobody enjoys the dentist, okay? I certainly do not enjoy the dentist. Um, but um, I needed a cleaning a few months ago. Um, I went to the dentist, and uh, I had three fillings in, uh, on the same day. And uh, they were like, "Hey, when was the last time you had a cleaning?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> okay, and so they're like, "Well, why don't we why don't we schedule that and get you back in?" So I came in and I came in for the cleaning, and the girl that was going to clean my teeth, you know, came in and she was like, "Hey, I'm just going to let you know, um, today's going to be a really painful day." <laughs> and I was like, "Awesome, that is just what I wanted to hear today." And she was like, "And she was like, you know, if you were to come." every six months, this probably wouldn't be such a painful experience, and I was like, yep, I I totally, totally get that, and so she was like, so I said to her, I said, hey, is there any way you can like shoot me up before we do this, and she's like, no, we only do that for cavities, I'm like, oh, dang it, why don't I have any cavities today, that would have been way, way better experience, but she started digging in, and Let's just say she was digging into the gums, and there was lots of blood, and I'm a gagger. Any gaggers uh, in the house, okay? So, you know, like, they're, they're like, sticking stuff in your mouth. They have a hose in your mouth, and they're just, like, they're, like, just just gently, you know, let the stuff come into the hose. And I'm, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And, like, I mean, like, you know, like. There's blood on her goggles. I can see, you know, it's getting all over me, and, and I'm drooling out the side of my mouth, and it's just, you know, one of those, one of those moments that I'm having, okay? Now, I'll, I'll say this, okay? It wasn't as bad as getting my wisdom teeth when I was wide awake, okay? When I was wide awake, okay? If you think you know pain, you do not know pain, okay, until they cut out your teeth. I, I, I just remember them breaking a tooth in the back. Oh my gosh, Jesus, help us all, okay, help us all. So you're like, where, why are we talking about this this morning? Okay, I, have, I got someone, okay. Listen, the reality is this. For a bunch of years of our life, and we still don't now, but we just kind of save, and we have an awesome dentist, and they're Christians, and they bless us, and they let us make payments. We've never had dental insurance, okay? And because we haven't had dental insurance, we haven't done things like cleaning and all these, you know, things. But all I know is this, is that I'm just super grateful that I'm in a season of my life now that I can actually go get my teeth cleaned. Can I get an amen from somebody, Okay. And, and I want to help you understand this. Like, there was seasons in our life, just like getting my wisdom teeth pulled when I was awake, that, number one, we didn't have dental insurance, and number two, like, we didn't have any money. I mean, like, any money. Like, somebody just randomly knew a Christian dentist, and this guy was like, look, The best I can do for you is, like, give you a few sticks of, like, Novocaine, and then I'm just going to have to go to work and pull them out. And I was just like, okay. You know what I mean? I mean, like, 24 years old, and I'm just like, they're infected, and they're hurting. I'm just like, fine, whatever we have to do to get these things out. But I'm just grateful now. And how many of you know that when you're in a season of gratefulness, it changes your perspective? It changes your outlook. So, even though it was painful to get my mouth worked on the other day, I was still grateful for it. Even though it was painful and I know that I don't like the experience, I know it's something good for me. And because I'm grateful and thankful, it changes my whole world and it changes my whole perspective. And so, today we're going to talk about that. Okay? We're going to talk about being grateful. We're going to talk about being thankful. We're going to get. Some wisdom from the Lord. Go with me to Luke chapter seventeen. If you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. If you got a Bible app, pull out your Bible app. If you don't, we'll put it on the screen. Okay, and just let me say this: like, like today is going to be a little painful. Okay, that's your moment to go. Okay, yay, amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. We trust you. Right. Instead of, like, staring at me like, good God, can we just get to Thanksgiving? You know what I mean? I just need turkey, you know? We'll get there, okay? Today's going to be painful, but today's going to be good, right? Amen. It's going to dig out some stuff. It's going to help us grow in the name of Jesus. Okay, Luke chapter 17, verse 11. It says, Jesus traveled towards Jerusalem and passed through a border region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten men approached him, and they and they kept their distance, for they were leopards, okay? Now, I know it's probably not this bad, but, like, when I think of leprosy, I probably think of, like, zombie land. I started to think of zombie movies, you know what I mean? I started thinking of people that are really deformed. And you know what? To a huge degree, these men were really deformed, and they had a horrible disease. And when you were a person that had this disease, you were cast out from your city. Verse 13 It says this. They shouted to him, mighty Lord, wonderful master, won't you have mercy on us and heal us? When Jesus stopped and looked at him, he spoke these words. Go be examined by the Jewish priests. They set off, and as they were healed, while they were walking on their way. Verse 15, one of them, a foreigner from Samaria Where, Sorry, one of them, a foreigner from Samaria, when he discovered that he was completely healed, turned back to find Jesus shouting joyous praises and glorifying God. Verse 16, when he found Jesus, he fell down to his feet and thanked him over and over, saying, you are the Messiah, and this was a man from Samaria. Verse 17, Jesus replies, so where are the other nine? Wasn't there 10? Didn't I speak to 10 men? Didn't I send 10 men to the priests? Didn't I heal 10 men? Where's the other nine of them? Verse 18, Jesus said, They all refused to return and give thanks and glory to God except for you, a foreigner, Samaria. Verse 19, Then Jesus said, to the healed man laying at his feet. Arise and go. Your faith has brought you salvation and healing. All right, five attributes to being a grateful person today. Number one is this desperation. Number one is desperation. Verse 13 it says this they shouted, shouted, yelled to Jesus, yelled. For him, mighty Lord, wonderful master, right? They are desperate people. Let me give you some uh, understanding about leopards. Number one, they lived outside the city because they were cast out. Why? Because they had a disease and they didn't want to you know, that disease to transfer to other people. So they were thrown out of their homes. They are thrown out of the cities. Jesus is in this in-between place between two, you know, major areas. This is where these leopards live. This is where they stay, and they are alone, okay? They have no family. They have no friends. They have nobody that's gonna bring them chicken soup, right? Nobody's coming to help them, right? The second thing is this. Okay, The rabbis, the pastors of the day, there was no pastoral visits. There was nobody coming to the hospital to check on them. There was nobody coming to make sure their well-being was okay. There was nobody that was going to care about these men. Okay, Their identity was sickness. They had no hope. They had no future. And they had no joy. So when they see Jesus, it is what? It is a wow moment for them. Okay, it is a moment for them that they are like, wow, look, it is Jesus. We have heard about Jesus, but he is here and he is present and he is with us. And what do they do? They cry out in desperation. Grateful people are desperate for God, they're desperate for Jesus. Now, the cool thing is this. Jesus shows us something really, really cool right here. In Acts chapter 10, verse 34, it says this. And Peter said, now I know certain that God doesn't show favoritism with people but treats everyone on the same basis. So what happens? These men are desperate, and they cry out for Jesus. And I know all of us are thinking like, oh, of course they're desperate. I'm sure they're desperate. I'm sure they're alone. I'm sure they have no hope. They're cast out. They've been left alone. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure they're desperate. But we're missing something when we read this story, okay? And what we're missing is this. Jesus is trying to help us to understand something. Number one, I'll do the same for anybody. If I've healed somebody over here, I'll heal you too. Okay? It doesn't matter. I have no, I, I, I don't care who you are. What Jesus is showing us is this. I care about the attitude. Right? Do you remember your parents growing up being like, you got an attitude. You know what I mean? Like, you need to settle down with that attitude. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a bunch of us that need to settle down with our attitudes. You know? And, and what Jesus is trying to show us right here is this. There is an attitude in being desperate about being grateful, okay? The attitude is this. I am desperate for Jesus, and I'm excited for Jesus, and I'm excited to see Jesus, and I'm excited to be with Jesus. Let me give you a couple of examples. It's like this. It's like, oh, I've had a really long week, and I'm tired, and I'm worn out, and Disney Plus just came out. Anybody got Disney Plus, okay? Yeah? Yeah, we're all freaking out. And we're like, man, I was, I was at home the other night, and I was like, man, what do I want to watch? And I turned on Disney+, Plus, and there it was, just shiny in front of me, Swiss Family Robinson, okay? <laughs> Love that movie, okay? I mean, that is like my dream still, to be in the jungle and to build a home in the jungle. I mean, they built a home in the day of running water in the jungle, people, okay? This is incredible. I mean, the booby traps against the pirates that came, oh, next level. I mean, just, just next level, okay? So what happens? We're tired. It's been a long week. What we do? Uh, man, I'm just not feeling church today. Man, I'm really feeling some Disney Plus. Right? I'm not real desperate for Jesus. I'm not real desperate to get my soul filled. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, the gospel of Jesus Christ is moving in the world like never before. It's just not here. It does in Asia. It does in the Middle East. It does in Russia. Man, those people aren't comfortable. You, know you know how the Bible is transported in, in China? Page by page. One page at a time. You know what they do? They memorize it. They memorize each page. And they're just hungry. They're just desperate. Desperate people are thankful people. You know? It's like this. It's like, oh, man. Like, we get into service and we're just like, that song again. We're going to worship to that song again. You know what I mean? You're like, man, how many times are we going to do that song? Or, or we have this thought like, here's the thought. like I'm just not a worship person. I'm just not a worship person. Like that person's a worship person. We all look at Adam, and we're like, oh my gosh, Adam's a big worship person. He just loves worship, you know what I mean? Thank God for Adam, you know but I'm not a worship person. Well, I hate to bust your bubble, okay? But when you get to heaven, like, all of it's about worship, okay? All of it's about singing praise. All of it is about honoring Jesus. And we get into service, and we're just like, I'm just not a worship person, so I'll just stand here. I'm not gonna sing, right? Or we're like, oh, I just, you know, I know, I know, serving Jesus is a big deal, but. We're just in a busy season right now. I told you it's going to be a little painful. Desperate people are grateful people. Desperate people are like, man, I'm so excited that I got to come to church today without guns pointed at me. Like, I'm so excited that I got to come and impact a kid's life today. I got to impact somebody when they were walking in today. I got to serve Jesus today. We do this thing on Thursdays, me and the staff. We worship in here. We pray in here. We just spend time with God. And I tell our staff all the time, I'm just so thankful that God chose me. God chose us to serve him right now. I'm thankful. Desperate people are grateful for the things of God. Desperate people are people that go, Mighty Lord, wonderful Savior, it is so good to be with you today. It is so good to seek you today. It is so good to be here. I recognize you and I need you and I want you. Right? Amen. Attribute number two is this. Grateful people are happy to obey. They're happy to obey. Verse 14, when Jesus stopped and looked at them, he spoke these words. Go be examined by the Jewish priests. They set off and they were healed while they walked along their way. Did you get it? Did you see it? Did you catch it? Did you see that they were happy to do what Jesus asked them to do, that they didn't argue with God, they didn't go, but God, how about this? They didn't say, God, hey, here's my 20 questions about what you're asking me to do right now what did they do? They just went. And listen, can we just be real? And I get this, and I understand this, okay? Listen, I'm not a book smart person. I'm not a super analytical person. I totally get that. Like, I have a personality. Jess talks about it all the time. We were in the car on Friday. We were going on a date Friday night, and she was like, Jeff, you just got to understand not everybody's like you. Not everybody hears from God and just goes, fine, that's what God said, and this is what we're going to do. But there's got to be some kind of level of that That's called faith. This isn't the analytical walk with Jesus. It is the faith walk with Jesus. And you're going to have to exercise some faith and sometimes Jesus is going to go, "Go. Go do this." And grateful people just go, "Yeah. I'm just so grateful that you're in my life, Jesus." And if you ask me to go, I'll go. And if you ask me to do, I'll do. And whatever you ask me to do, I'll just do it, God. I'll, 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 just, I'll just do it. I was talking to um, Melissa Cheney. She's not here today. I'm super jealous of her. She's on some tropical island right now, it's like St. Saint, Saint Thomas or something she posts every day it's ridiculous <laughs> i wanna send her hate mail right now right okay we were talking the other day we were talking about africa and um, you know like i am excited to go to africa but it is a sacrifice sacrifice of my time sacrifice of my family and then she said this to me, and she was being serious because she understands us, okay? Like, listen, I've, I've, I've spoken about this before, and I'm working on it, and I'm working on it with the Lord, but, like, I am just not a big fan of flying, okay? Like, I like I like going to Florida because it's, like, an hour and a half in the air, and we're like, we're up, we're down, and we're like, okay, now, now I'm, I'm here, okay? All right? Like, Africa is, like, four flights just to Africa, okay? And... She looked at me, she was like, hey, I know that you don't like flying, and and I know that it's a big deal to you. Are you going to be okay? And I said, you know what, I'm going to be just fine because Jesus told me to go. He told me to go. He asked me to go. He asked me to do what? Be obedient. Just be obedient. Do what I want. Be happy to go. Be happy to go see my kids. Be happy to go love on my kids. Be happy to go serve. Be happy to go love. Be happy, Jeff. Just be happy, and I'll take care of all the rest. Amen? Amen? Grateful people are happy to obey God, okay? Number three is this. Grateful people are excited about Jesus. They're just excited about Jesus. Verse 16. When he found Jesus, he fell down at his feet and thanked him over and over saying, you are the Messiah. So the question is this, is he more thankful about being healed or is he more thankful about finding Jesus? Listen to the verbiage. Listen to what he said. He didn't come back and thank Jesus for being healed. He never mentions that. He comes back and he finds Jesus and he goes, I am so thankful I found the Messiah. I'm so thankful I found my Savior. I'm so thankful I found Jesus. Listen. Grateful people never lose sight that without Jesus, you are. Just throw up that picture for me and keep it up there, okay? You're you're just a dumpster fire. Can I get an amen from anybody? Right? We are all just dumpster fires without Jesus, okay? let's, Let's play a word game, okay? Okay? Without Jesus... I am selfish, right? Like, I'm just super selfish at the core of me, if I'm going to be honest. At the core of me, I want it my way, every way, right? At the core of me, I want things done how I want them done, when I want them done. At the core of me, I want to take care of me first, always. At the core of me, I'm just selfish. I'm a dumpster fire. Let's play another word game, okay? At the car of Jeff, I, without Jesus, am angry. Any angry people in the house? Yes? Thank you. One hand, like, she's like, yes, in Jesus' name. That is me. I totally get it. I'm just angry. I mean, the other night, I was, like, trying to get home so fast. I was so tired. It was just such a long night. And God... Bless his soul, this sweet, sweet older gentleman was just driving on a two-lane road so slow, just so, just so slow. You know what I mean? I mean, I I thought, I could just, I could send you home to Jesus tonight right now. You know what I mean? Like, you've lived a great life. You know? It's just time. It's time to go home, you know? Right? Without Jesus, I'm just an angry person. Without Jesus, I'm a lustful person. That's not a fun word in church, right? It's one of those words that you're like, man, I sure would never want anybody to see that side of me. I sure hope nobody ever... Saw that. Without Jesus, I'm a prideful person. Right? Is it interesting? Regardless of its church or the world, it doesn't really matter what segment of life we're talking about, like nobody, nobody in life just walks around and goes, you know what, you know what I love about Drew so much is that he's just a really prideful guy, and it just really blesses my soul how prideful Drew is, and when he comes into the office, his pride and his ego just, just helps me be a better worker today, you know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody does that. Nobody is like, oh, I just love that lustful side of them. It's just so cute. It's just really beautiful to see the lust in their eyes. Right? Like, without Jesus, we're just a dumpster fire. And even with Jesus, we're still a dumpster fire that we're hoping he will put out. Right? Can I get an Amen. So grateful people never lose sight that they're just thankful for Jesus. They're just thankful for a Savior. They're just thankful for a Messiah. They're just thankful that Jesus rescued their life. The Bible says you are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Can I get an amen for that? I'm thankful for heaven someday. I know that it's not popular to talk about eternity. It's not popular to talk about like there's a heaven and there's a hell, but there is two places and God never designed anybody to go to hell. He designed everybody to spend eternity with him, but it's their choice and the Bible says clearly that some people love darkness more than light. But I'm thankful that I found the light. I'm thankful I found Jesus. I'm thankful, so thankful, just for Jesus and my relationship with him. Attribute number four is this. Ungrateful people forget about Jesus. Ungrateful people forget about Jesus. Verse 17, Jesus says, so where are the other nine? Weren't there 10 who were healed? They all refused. Did you see that word that Jesus used? Refused. Refused. Here's the thing about life. There's a lot of people that refuse Jesus. I told Matt the other day, we were talking about being youth pastor and hard sometimes when you're running after kids or you're running after adults, you're running after people, and you're trying to share the love of God, you're trying to show them the goodness of God, you're trying to show them truth, you're trying to lead them to victory. And they just deny and they deny and they deny and they refuse and they refuse and they refuse. Jesus said, they all refused. To return to give me thanks and give me glory to God, except for you, a foreigner? You want to lose your fire for Jesus? When I was a youth pastor, our youth group name was in Fuego. I don't know if you remember back in the day on SportsCenter. They go, He's in Fuego, he's on fire. I remember I was watching Sports Center one night before we started a youth group, and I heard that word in fuego, and God said, that's exactly what I want. I want on fire. I want a bunch of kids that are on fire. They're just crazy on fire, passionate for me. You know what's crazy about fires is this. Like, unfortunately, as a pastor, I've had to go to a few house fires over the years, and people in the church, and it never fails. It never fails. When I pull up to that house, when I pull up to that fire, the whole neighborhood's out. The whole neighborhood's out. Well, they watch it in the fire. There's something about I'm fire. It's the same thing in life. Like, when you are on fire, when you are passionate, about Jesus or something? You tell everybody. You can't not. I remember the first time that I bought a I had a Volkswagen Jetta. Okay. Number one, it was the dumbest thing I'd ever done in my life. Okay. But it was red, it was a turbo. It went up to 190 miles per hour. And I was like, I gotta have that. I remember I bought that car, and I had this red Jetta. I remember, like, me and my buddy, we went out to this airstrip in Houston, Texas, and we opened it up. And I remember at 110, the whole thing sank down to get more aerodynamic, and I was like, whoa, that was awesome. And then we went, and we got up to 170, which is totally not a good thing to do, okay? We got to 170, and then I was like, oh, Jesus, I can't hit the brakes, okay? And so I just let off the gas, and we went. But the point is this. I loved that car. I was passionate about that car. And I wanted to tell everybody about Volkswagen Jettas and how you should buy a Volkswagen Jetta and how much fun my Volkswagen Jetta was and how fast my Volkswagen Jetta was. Listen, God is looking for people that will burn for him, that will be on fire for him, You want to lose your fire, you want to lose your passion, you want to lose your ability to serve God, just become ungrateful. Just become ungrateful. Just become ungrateful. Never fails people that stop serving in church. It doesn't matter what church, it doesn't matter if it's this church or any of the three other churches I work for. Anytime somebody comes to me and goes, Yeah, I'm just not gonna serve anymore. I'm just not feeling it. You can you can just you can see it coming. It's like you can see it for six months. They complain about everything. They can, I mean, if there is something to complain about when it comes to serving, they're going to complain. And what is it just showing? It's just showing the attitude of their heart. They've come into a season of being ungrateful. Here are nine men that Jesus healed. One comes back. The other nine go, whatever. Whatever. You know what's the most amazing part about when this one man comes back? Jesus says, arise, for you have found salvation and healing. Did you get that? Jesus tied salvation and the healing together. What does that mean? There was nine others that got healed, but nine others that didn't find salvation that day. Why? Because they were ungrateful. Attribute number five. Is this. Grateful people make time for Jesus. Grateful people make time for Jesus. Luke chapter 17, verse 15 says this One of them, one of them, a foreigner. Did you see how many times in this passage it referenced him as a foreigner? Okay. Why? He's from Samaria. I mean, he's already rejected because of being a leopard, but he is also rejected because he's from Samaria, and the Jews looked at Samarians as what they called as half-breeds. And they wanted nothing to do with them. It says this foreigner, not even a Jew, not somebody that Jesus should have been talking to, Rabbis didn't talk to foreigners. Rabbis didn't communicate with people from Samaria. So Jesus is stepping out of the box completely and stepping into this man's life. And this foreigner, one of them says this, when he discovered that he was completely healed, can we just get an amen for completely healed? Can we just say that Jesus is a healer, that Jesus loves people, and he heals people, and he restores people. He restores broken people. He restores minds. He restores souls. He restores bodies. He restores. He restores. I was here last night. Last night I was here, and I was praying, and I was just thanking God. I was like, God, I'm so thankful for the days that we're going to see cancer healed in this room. I'm so thankful for today that we're going to see the lame healed in this room. I'm so thankful for today that we're going to see deaf and blind eyes opened in this room because you are a God who heals completely. So when he discovered that he was completely healed, he turned back to find Jesus doing what? Shouting out joyous praises and glorifying God. Grateful people make time to spend with Jesus. Let that sink in. Grateful people find time. They find time in their day. They find time in their week. They find time to spend with Jesus and to come in let me give you a little picture of what happens when I first start praying. I, Marissa, do me a favor. Just, like, dim the lights for me, okay? And go to the pre-service. You can just turn all those lights off out there. Just turn them off. Turn them off. Go to the pre-service queue. Put that on. Okay? Yeah, release everything. Release it first and then put the pre-service. There we go. So I'm here last night. This is how it looks. And I just get in here. And I just start by going, God, I am so thankful for my life. Lord, I'm so thankful for my job. God, I'm so thankful for the house that I have. Lord, I'm so thankful that you've blessed me beyond measure. God, I'm so thankful, Lord, for the food that we get to eat. Lord, I'm so thankful that you've been faithful when I'm not faithful. I'm so thankful, God, for your mercies that rain down new every single morning because I'm not worthy of it. And you are so kind and you are so merciful because I have so many issues, God, but you are so good to me. And Lord, I come to you with praise. God, I come to you to worship you. God, I come to you to spend time with you and to adore you and to thank you and to lift up your name, Jesus, and to lift up the name of Jesus that is higher and above any other name. God, I salute you. God, I honor you. God, I praise you. God, I worship you. Amen? 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 Grateful people find time. I don't do it because I'm a pastor. I do it because I love them. I do it because I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for my salvation. I'm grateful that I found Jesus. I'm grateful that I have him. I'm grateful for the time that I get to spend with him. I'm so grateful to go, hey, God, what do you have to say to me today? God, I'm here. I'm here to hear you. What do you want to say to me? I always feel his love. I always feel his acceptance. I always feel his grace. I just go, God, I'm so thankful. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want to do in my family, whatever you want to do in this church, whatever you want to do, God, just show me. Just show me. Just show me, but I'm just grateful that I have you. Because if I have you, then I have everything. If I have you, then life makes sense. If I have you, my soul is satisfied. If I have you, you are all that I need. All that I need. Why don't you stand up this morning? Worship team, if you guys will come come up. No, 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 no. Just leave it like that. Leave it like that. You know what the enemy is really good at? He's so good at getting us to just dwell and focus. A negativity all the time. He's so good at getting us to strip praise off of our lips. He's so good at getting us to see in our life when even God is working, even when God is moving, we just look at the negative things and we don't see all the beautiful things that God is doing and there's just moments that God goes let's just reset let's just press reset let's press reset let's just let's thank God let's thank God that he loves us the way he does let's thank God that he is merciful and kind Let's thank God for our relationship with him. Let's, let's thank God for the mercies. So this is what we're going to do, okay? I want you to close your eyes. If you feel comfortable, throw your hands up. I want you to just start thanking God. Just start worshiping him. Just thank him. Thank him for the good things in your life. Thank him for his protection, his grace, his mercies. Thank him. Thank him. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.